Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. And it's a beautiful morning at last. And uh, we are uh, celebrating today God's blessing and God's grace. We're glad you can be here to share this day with us. And as we join together, uh, we lift up our praise and worship. So would you stand with me as we join together in our hymn of celebration number 127, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah.
May the ushers come forward as we receive our gifts, tithes, and offerings. around this world through Jesus Christ in whose name we pray. Amen.
Listen and receive a reading from the Word of God. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us, according to your grace and mercy. May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear the scripture from St. Matthew, chapter 10, verses 34 through 39. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace to the earth, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against his mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. This is God's word to God's people. Thanks be unto God. May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for the blessing of the reading of the word, and now ask by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that you will bless these words making them more than words but heard, more than words followed on page with paper and ink, but now living words, finding a place within hearts and souls, and as good seed that finds its way to good soil, digging deep roots and bringing forth harvest, may now this, the seed of the word of God, dig deeply into the soils of our souls and bring to us this morning a harvest unto everlasting life through Jesus Christ, who is the living word of God, and in whose name we pray. Amen. So this morning, right hand or left hand? Right hand, left hand. Okay, for those of you who weren't with us last week, I stood up to preach at 11.32. And I asked you, if you wanted the regular sermon, I'd raise my right hand. If you wanted the five-minute service, you'd get the left hand. So I'm going to ask you again. Raise your hand, right hand or left hand? <laughs> hey, 
You, you're getting the whole enchilada, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I want you to know this morning at the second service, we were 14 minutes to the good. So I'm going to add that to your service from last week. <laughs> well, I want you to know there are some things I wish that Jesus had just not said. This morning's scripture is one example of things I wish Jesus had just skipped. In fact, I would like to see some things in the Bible that Jesus just hadn't said. Now, I know that Jesus was both God and human, uniquely both at the same time in this miracle and mystery that we call the incarnation, which is God in the flesh. So this morning's scripture must be an example of Jesus being human, saying something which if he had only had thought about it a little longer, thought about it a little more, probably would have said it differently, given a chance to change his mind. Now, before we get into that with Jesus, I know that some of you are saying right now, I wish your pastor just had not said that. And I'm the first one to admit to you that there are plenty of things I wish I hadn't said. The problem with me is, I wish I hadn't said them after I had said them. I never say that before I say them. Now, when I say that there are some things I wish Jesus hadn't said, it doesn't mean that I don't think Jesus said a lot of keen things. Things, you know, that I like to hear. For instance, I would never remove something like, and whosoever comes to me, I will in no way cast out. Or I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole his words, fear not, little flock, for it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom of God. And for sure, come unto me, all ye who have heavy laden, and come to me, and I will give you rest. I'm going to keep. And I wouldn't dream about touching that reminder that we are worth more than many sparrows. Words like these from Jesus' mouth through the centuries have brought comfort to heart and soul. What a sense of security to so many people who come to know because of scriptures like these, the wonderful power and the love of God. I'm glad that Jesus said all these kinds of things and I believe them with everything that I am. These words of Jesus are the essence of the gospel and they are the very basis of the story of God's love for us. It's just those other things I wish Jesus didn't say. Those things that can sound harsh at times. To be honest with you, which seem at first glance wholly out of the character of Jesus and what he did in his life. Things like our scripture for today. Do not think that I have come to bring peace, but if so are Jesus, I don't want to hear this. I like it better when he says to us, if we would be a blessing, we could be peacemakers on earth. But here he says, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. I wish he hadn't said that. I really wish he had thought through the theological implications of what it means to say something like this. Now, of course, it is important to remember that the use of Jesus' words have been put into a context about what his mission was and who he was. And so when I say that Jesus said, I came to bring a sword, I hope you don't think that he meant coming like swinging a big sword around his head. What I'm telling you today is that Jesus comes into our lives not always to bring peace. And I don't like to hear that. 
but with everything that I know and everything that I am, by the power of the word of God, I know that we need to hear this word today. Because you see, we are beginning Lent this Wednesday. And Jesus tells us that we have a cross to take up. And you see, when you begin Lent, it only leads to one place, to a cross on Good Friday. And though we may not want to hear it, though we wish Jesus had something, said something differently, we are called today to receive his word that we're called to take up a cross. And what he is meaning by this is that each one of us has to make decisions in our lives about the beginning of Lent and what it means to us. And Jesus says it doesn't always fit in perfectly with the way that we want things. For he says that there will come a time when a father will come against son and a daughter against a mother and a mother-in-law against a daughter-in-law, which is easy to do. <laughs> and he says there will become those days that we're going to have to make a decision about the cross. And so Jesus comes to us with words that we don't want to hear, with words that we were rather had not been written, and says, nevertheless, you're going to have to face a cross, because that is what Lent is all about. In Lent, Brian and I will be sharing together a sermon series called At the Foot of the Cross. We will be looking at the groups of people that found themselves at that cross and at the foot of it had to make a decision about their lives. Some were good and some were bad. Some were confused and some found faith. But every one of them had to find at the foot of the cross a decision about what life meant to them. And every one of us gathered together here today, whether we like it or not, whether we want to or not, we still have to look at Jesus' words, that we have to come to decisions about our lives, about what the ultimate commitment of life is all about and whether truly it is God or something else. Because you see, you cannot walk the journey of Lent unless you're convinced in your heart about who the Lord of our lives truly is. And this is what Jesus means. And that he cuts us to the core with that sword, which is the sword of his truth, and says we are committed to be able to find a place where we have made a decision about what his lordship means in our lives. Every single one of us, whether we like it or not, must confront the cross of Christ in Lent. And so God comes to us and gives the word and says you have a decision to make. How will you make it? How will you walk it? How will you live it? We have a decision to make. And it begins as we start this Wednesday in Lent on Ash Wednesday. And it will only go to a cross. And Jesus Christ tells us to pick up that cross and to walk with him. What will we say? How will we respond? What is our decision?
for Christ. May we pray. Eternal God, to follow Jesus doesn't mean that we can go out into the world as if things could simply be the same as when we first encountered him. But that being a Christian places demands upon us that to follow Jesus can become conflicting because simply we're Christians. And as we gather together here today, O Lord, as we begin the journey, you ask us to walk with you. Will it always be easy? Certainly not. Will it never mean conflict? Can't guarantee that. Have you told us there's some hard things that we must find in life to make decisions about? Yes, you have. Will you bring a sword into the shallow contentment of our lives that will cut to our souls and to the core of our beings to find your true peace? Have we made a decision about following Jesus Christ? For when we have, we finally given our lives and in giving our lives have found them and the salvation of God through Jesus Christ. So that when we begin Lent this coming Ash Wednesday, we will have discovered what discipleship is truly all about. Lord, guide us. May we make a decision to follow, and by it come into the triumph of the resurrection through Jesus Christ. Amen. At the communion table, we hear one of the greatest and most challenging statements that the living word ever made. And it was through the cross. But the night before, Jesus was with his disciples and he took bread and he broke it. He gave thanks and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. When you receive this, do this in remembrance of me. And following supper, Jesus took the cup of wine, he raised it, he gave thanks, and he said, this is my blood which is shed for you. When you receive this, do this in remembrance of me. Holy and merciful God, we come to your table today and give you thanks and praise for the ultimate gift that you gave through the love of your son upon the cross who gave his life that we might have life in abundance. So as we come today to this communion table, may we receive your grace and your mercy for the sins we've committed against one another and against you, for the things that we have done and failed to do, that in your grace it might abound all the more that these elements will be more than just bread and juice but the reality of the mystery of our faith, knowing that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. And that through this proclamation, through this reception of your grace, we might ever proclaim with your heavenly hosts our loudest hosannas and our greatest praise. Gracious God, prepare our hearts to meet you, to receive your spirit, 
here in this place. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As the ushers and communion servers are coming forward to remind you, you do not need to be a member of our church. You do not need to be United Methodist to receive. God's table and grace are much greater. Please join in him. 
May we pray. Glorious God, we give you thanks and praise as we join together in community and in fellowship at your table. And as we receive these elements, receive your gifts, may we too be filled with your spirit to continue to love and to serve. And as a community in prayer and in praise, may we too lift up our voices as a community heard around the world offering the prayer that your son Jesus taught this day. We too may pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will you please stand as we join in our hymn of dedication, Shalom to you, as found in the bulletin. standing next to you and as you hold one another's hands give a little squeeze if your hand is cold and theirs is warm hold a little longer <laughs> but on this day may your hands be warm may your heart be warmer may the spirit guide and keep you as we go forth this day to share the love of Christ go now in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit to love and to serve from this day forward amen, amen. amen.